Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 157. Today we continue on in the book of Hosea, which is a picture of the unfaithful people of Israel and a faithful God pictured in the, the life and the marriage of Hosea and his unfaithful wife. And today, as we read through Hosea, we'll see a number of chapters where God prophesies judgment will come on these unfaithful people. And in Psalm 58, we also read about God as a judge. But then in Matthew 17, we get this beautiful picture of Jesus as a glorious king who is the judge, but who actually comes first to save his people and to show mercy and grace. And so as we read this, there's warning, but there's also great hope. And I hope we uh, together will be able to see that and come to see the glorious judge, Jesus. Hosea chapter 4. Listen to the Lord's message, you Israelites. For the Lord has a covenant lawsuit against the people of Israel. For there is neither faithfulness nor loyalty in the land, nor do they acknowledge God. There is only cursing, lying, murder, stealing, and adultery. They resort to violence and bloodshed. Therefore the land will mourn, and all its inhabitants will perish. The wild animals, the birds of the sky, and even the fish in the sea will perish. Do not let anyone accuse or contend against anyone else, for my case is against you priests. You stumble day and night, and the false prophets stumble with you. You have destroyed your own people. You have destroyed my people by failing to acknowledge me. Because you refuse to acknowledge me, I will reject you as my priests. Because you reject the law of your God, I will reject your descendants." The more the priests increased in numbers, the more they rebelled against me. They have turned their glorious calling into a shameful disgrace. They feed on the sin offerings of my people. Their appetites long for their iniquity. I will deal with the people and priests together. I will punish them both for their ways, and I will repay them for their deeds. They will eat, but not be satisfied. They will engage in prostitution, but not increase in numbers, because they have abandoned the Lord by pursuing other gods." Old and new wine take away the understanding of my people. They consult their wooden idols, and their diviner staff answers with an oracle. The wind of prostitution blows them astray. They commit spiritual adultery against their God. They sacrifice on the mountaintops and burn offerings on the hills. They sacrifice under oak, poplar, and terebinth because their shade is so pleasant. As a result, your daughters have become cult prostitutes, and your daughters-in-law commit adultery. I will not punish your daughters when they commit prostitution, nor your daughters-in-law when they commit adultery. For the men consort with harlots. They sacrifice with temple prostitutes. It is true, a people that lacks understanding will come to ruin. Although you, O Israel, commit adultery, do not let Judah become guilty. Do not journey to Gilgal. Do not go up to beth Aven. Do not swear, as surely as the Lord lives. Israel has rebelled like a stubborn heifer. Soon the Lord will put them out to pasture, like a lamb in a broad field. Ephraim has attached himself to idols. Do not go near him. They consume their alcohol, then engage in cult prostitution. They dearly love their shameful behavior. A whirlwind has wrapped them in its wings. They will be brought to shame because of their idolatrous worship. 
Hear this, you priests. Pay attention, you Israelites. Listen closely, O king, for judgment is about to overtake you. For you are like a trap to Mizpah, like a net spread out to catch Tabor. Those who revolt are knee-deep in slaughter, but I will discipline them all. I know Ephraim all too well. The evil of Israel is not hidden from me. For you have engaged in prostitution, O Ephraim. Israel has defiled itself. Their wicked deeds do not allow them to return to their God. For a spirit of idolatry is in them, and they do not acknowledge the Lord. The arrogance of Israel testifies against it. Ephraim, Israel and Ephraim will be overthrown because of their iniquity. Even Judah will be brought down with them. Although they bring their flocks and herds to seek the favor of the Lord, they will not find him. He has withdrawn himself from them. They have committed treason against the Lord, because they bore illegitimate children. Soon the new moon festival will devour them and their fields. Blow the ram's horn in Gibeah. Sound the trumpet in Ramah. Sound the alarm in beth Tremble in fear, O Benjamin. Ephraim will be ruined in the day of judgment. What I am declaring to the tribes of Israel will certainly take place. The princes of Judah are like those who move boundary markers. I will pour out my rage on them like a torrential flood. Ephraim will be oppressed, crushed under judgment, because he was determined to pursue worthless idols. I will be like a moth to Ephraim, like wood rot to the house of Judah. When Ephraim saw his sickness and Judah saw his wound, then Ephraim turned to Assyria and begged its great king for help. But he will not be able to heal you. He cannot cure your wound. I will be like a lion to Ephraim, like a young lion to the house of Judah. I myself will tear them to pieces, then I will carry them off, and no one will be able to rescue them. Then I will return again to my lair until they have suffered their punishment. Then they will seek me. In their distress, they will earnestly seek me. Come on, let's return to the Lord. He himself has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us. He has injured us, but he will bandage our wounds. He will restore us in a very short time. He will heal us in a little while so that we may live in his presence. So let us search for him. Let us seek to know the Lord. He will come to our rescue as certainly as the appearance of the dawn, as certainly as the winter rain comes, as certainly as the spring rain that waters the land. What am I going to do with you, O Ephraim? What am I going to do with you, O Judah? For your faithfulness is as fleeting as the morning mist. It disappears as quickly as the as dawns do. Therefore, I will certainly cut you into pieces at the hands of the prophets. I will certainly kill you in fulfillment of my articles of judgment, for my judgment will come forth like the light of the dawn. For I delight in faithfulness, not simply in sacrifice. I delight in acknowledging God, not simply in whole burnt offerings. At Adam they broke the covenant. Oh, how they were unfaithful to me. Gilead is a city full of evildoers. Its streets are stained with bloody footprints. The company of priests is like a gang of robbers, lying in ambush to pounce on a victim. They commit murder on the road to Shechem. They have done heinous heinous crimes. I have seen a disgusting thing in the house of Israel. There Ephraim commits prostitution with other gods, and Israel defiles itself. I have appointed a time to reap judgment for you also, O Judah. There we have that warning over and over again that God will bring judgment. And yet there are notes of hope as well in there, of a restoration to come. But now we turn to Psalm 58 and we hear David crying out to God for God's justice to come and for God to judge fairly. Psalm 58. For the music director, according to the Altashketh style, a prayer of David. 
do your do you rulers really pronounce just decisions? Do you judge people fairly? No. You plan how to do what is unjust. You deal out violence in the earth. The wicked turn aside from birth. Liars go astray as soon as they are born. Their venom is like that of a snake, like a deaf serpent that does not hear, that does not respond to magicians or to a skilled snake charmer. O God, break the teeth in their mouths. Smash the jawbones of the lions, O Lord. Let them disappear like water that flows away. Let them wither like grass. Let them be like a snail that melts away as it moves along. Let them be like stillborn babies that never see the sun. Before the kindling is even placed under your pots, he will sweep it away along with both the raw and cooked meat. The godly will rejoice when they see vengeance carried out. They will bathe their feet in the blood of the wicked. Then observers will say, Yes, indeed, the godly are rewarded. Yes, indeed, there is a God who judges in all the earth. There's David's warning that God really is a God of judgment. That you cannot escape that. That unjust injustice and unjust acts will be dealt with. And yet at the same time, as we turn now to Matthew 17, we get a picture of Jesus as a glorious one who is a judge, but also who is a savior. And so let's read from Matthew 17. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them privately up a high mountain. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. Then Moses and Elijah also appeared before them, talking with him. So Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you want, I will make three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my one dear son, in whom I take great delight. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they were overwhelmed with fear and threw themselves down with their faces to the ground. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. Do not be afraid. When they looked at him, All they saw was Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Do not tell anyone about the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. The disciples asked him, Why then do the experts in the law say that Elijah must come first? He answered, Elijah Elijah does come indeed first and will restore all things. And I tell you that Elijah has already come, yet they did not recognize him. But you did, did to him whatever they wanted. In the same way, the Son of Man will suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he was speaking to them about John the Baptist. When they came to the crowd, a man came to him, knelt before him, and said, Lord, have mercy on my son, because he has seizures and suffers terribly, for he often falls into the fire and into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they were not able to heal him. Jesus answered, You unbelieving and perverse generation! How much longer must I be with you? How much longer must I endure you? Bring him here to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him, and the boy was healed from that moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why couldn't we cast it out? He told them, It was because of your little faith. I tell you the truth, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And when they gathered together in Galilee, Jesus told them, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of men. 
They will kill him, and on the third day he will be raised. Then they, And they became greatly distressed. After they arrived in Capernaum, the collectors of the temple tax came to Peter and said, Your teacher pays the double drachma tax, doesn't he? He said, Yes. When Peter came into the house, Jesus spoke to him first, saying, What do you think, Simon? From whom do earthly kings collect tolls or taxes? From their sons or from foreigners? After Peter said, From foreigners, Jesus said to him, Then the sons are free. But so that we don't offend them, go to the lake and throw out his hook, take the first fish that comes up, and when you open its mouth, you will find a four drachma coin. Take that and give it to them for me and for you. And we see here in this passage from Matthew that Jesus is the glorious king who is a judge, but who actually is showing that he's first coming to show mercy and grace and that he's willing to do what's necessary, including suffering and dying for the people who don't even recognize him. And that's why we can have hope. That's why even though we know that God is a judge, we also know that he is also merciful. And that makes Jesus the glorious judge. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music.